Welcome to the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast, where we take the mystery out of today's top security threats and solutions. Welcome to episode 28 of the Cybersecurity Simplified Podcast. I'm Susanna Song. I'm Dave Barton. I hate to Wait, throw a curveball. Go ahead. Did you say 28 episodes? Yeah. Can you believe we've people have been listening to us for 28 episodes? I know. Uh, in just over a year, we've done about 28 episodes. So we, uh, we've made it this far. And I don't think we've ever done this yet. Uh, sort of, we're here. Freeform? To, yeah, we're throwing a, a bit of a curveball. We don't have my usual intro. Right. Right. So we have a programming change. Um, in our last episode, we teased, we teased that this show would be focused on healthcare, medical or healthcare hygiene, I should say. And we will have it soon. But our security operations team and our products team that David oversees uh, here at Highwire Networks, uh, they've been incredibly excited about our new security orchestration, automation, and response tool. And that is what the acronym SOAR stands for. Right. S for security, O for orchestration, A for automation, and R for response. And you can attest to that, right, David? This has I been can. a big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, for years in the security space, we've struggled with a business problem. And this is one of the things we talk about a lot, Susanna. We talk mm -hmm. about the business problem of too much noise, right? And if you think about the volume of data that you get from every security control we've got out there and every one of our partners, customers, infrastructures, their endpoints, their servers, their firewalls, terabytes and petabytes of data. And so sifting through that, finding what's important, and then what do you do with it when you get it? And if, if you are inundated with thousands and thousands of things you should take action on without SOAR, you end up trying to staff that mm -hmm. and hope that your staff do repeatable, effective, efficient responses. And it's, it's all human responses. And so what SOAR was really built to do probably 10 years ago was to start shrinking that gap between how much a human had to do and a automation could do. And so that has evolved from just sending out, opening a ticket and sending out an email to now you've got very sophisticated capabilities that go, let me connect to a device and, and quarantine it, or let me go to a NAC tool and isolate the port or all of these things that now, instead of a human, you know, getting on a keyboard and doing their magic, we're letting rule-based outcomes drive the automation. And it speeds up the two biggest things that cybersecurity people want to think about, right? The two, the two most important stats are meantime to detection, right? Mm -hmm. And if, if I can detect quicker with all the great detection tools that are out there and I can respond quicker, I reduce how long those bad guys live in the network. So dwell time just starts to, to ratchet way down. And I do it consistently. And that that's really where we're excited about this opportunity. 
Yeah, it's always exciting to hear about emerging technology and advancements. You said that SOAR uh, kind of came into existence about a decade ago. Uh, We talk a lot about security analysts, uh, there being a shortage of it. We have a lot of listeners, David, that uh, are, are thinking about a career switch because of that demand. So as we explore SOAR, what do security analysts have to know about uh, how, how how should they feel about SOAR? Should they be worried that automation will replace them? Right, right. That's a great question. I've 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 often thought about that too. Um, you know, if you think about the global shortage in in infosec, it's three million, four million jobs, depending on who you talk to. And so, does SOAR mitigate that need or that gap? And I think it helps, but you still have to have a human analyst because there's a point in which automation is not as effective. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, bumps in the night that detection tools may not catch and your automation may not catch, but your human will because mm-hmm. they're going to see it a little bit differently, right? We're just wired that way. So what I would say for all of our listeners who are, either thinking about being an analyst or maybe they're analysts and they want to know how they get to the next level. If you're not thinking about how you automate and how you learn to automate, whether it's via Python or some other scripting languages or full-blown tools like the SOAR tool we have, um, that's where I would spend some time because Mm -hmm. the more you're able to sift quickly, find those needles, respond to those needles, mitigate the risk, move forward, the more valuable you are, mm-hmm. right? I think I think for us specifically and, and every other sock out there that's investing in um, automation, SOAR technologies, what this lets us do is take that 50 to 80% of those repetitive tier one activities and turn those into automations. And what that does is that frees up my tier ones to focus on maybe becoming tier two. So they're d- diving deeper into technologies. Instead of being inundated with thousands of tickets all day, maybe they have hundreds and they have time to go do other things like you know, sharpen their own skill sets, if you will. So I, I look at it as an opportunity to take some of the repetitive administrative tier one tasks off your plate and let you focus on becoming a tier two, maybe a, a SME and a technology or, or whatever. It's an opportunity to be better. That that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what about from a service provider standpoint? What does this mean to their cybersecurity uh, and their cyber defense? So I think for our partners, and I'll talk there first, for them, what this means is, is now we have an opportunity to go and not only talk about our SOC as a service that we have, but we're going to be even better and more scalable, whether we're scaling down or scaling up to meet the needs of the end customer, which is, again, speed and effectiveness. They, they, they need us to be on the ball all the time and have a repeatable process that automation will do all by itself. Um, so our partners will be able to show a maturity level from a cybersecurity perspective to their customers that they haven't in the past. 
And what's the difference uh, for a end customer, regardless of the size, could be a small, medium business up to the large enterprise. What is the biggest differentiator uh, from just having a sock versus a sock plus soar? SOC being security operations center, right? I think the the biggest differentiator for any end customer is going to be the ability to know what to expect, right? And the, and they know that when they get a ticket, it's gonna it will have gone through multiple levels of orchestration and analysis and enrichment of data, um, and then when that ticket comes through or that response action comes through it's going to be consistent it's going to be real time it it's not there's not going to be a lag between when we see it and when we tick it on it and when we call you or text you or whatever all those things are going to happen in parallel hey we saw this thing inside your network we blocked the outbound traffic we quarantined the host we opened a ticket and here's a text to tell you something bad happened we needed to go reset the machine all that can happen at the same time Mm-hmm. You know, we humans, as much as we like to think we can multitask, um, and I've been accused of multitasking a few times, we don't <laughs> do it as well as a machine does. Right. And so that machine is handling hundreds of tasks at the same time where an analyst is looking and, and processing and then maybe doing something and they're processing more and then they do something. The computer's doing all that as we talk. And so speed speed effectiveness efficientness efficiency all of that is an improvement and again it leads to that maturity and and by the way when when um your auditors ask well what what kind of process how do you do improvement all that gets handled from this automation it it just answers a lot of questions the word orchestration what does that mean in this context of cybersecurity Orchestration is, if, if you think about a conductor, right, of, of a symphony, what the, what the conductor does is he knows what each player or what each instrument should be playing at any point in time, right? And it's amazing. If you watch the good ones, they're listening in parallel, <clears throat> excuse me, to everything. And when that drum's out of beat, or and there's not a drum in an orchestra, but when the timpani is out of beat, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or or that flute hits the wrong note, Mm -hmm. they know it immediately amongst all the other noise. And so they orchestrate and they make sure everybody's on the same time and the same tempo. Orchestration and security is similar Mm -hmm. in that we know what each of these data feeds or detection tools, what they do, how their data looks, and we can bring all of these things together and orchestrate a picture or, or a symphony, if you will, that we then can tie automation to. And when we orchestrate all of these detection tools and we have our own little security symphony, maybe that's the title of our next podcast, um, we can automate and build responses to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it makes me think, uh, you know, I do marketing, obviously, <clears throat> and, you know, I've been pushing some some kind of buzzwords and uh, and attributes to our store. And we talk a lot about scalability, mm-hmm. right? Being able to customize the remediation, being able to do it in seconds versus minutes, as David touched on, uh, because it's 
it's it's the automation, right? And you're not just yep. depending on people who That's I, right. I think a few minutes is actually pretty good, but we can speed that up, but then also be able to replicate thousands of times. Talk a little bit, elaborate, David, on on the scalability aspect of this for the end customer. Um so if you think about our our world, Susanna, we we have hundreds of partners who have hundreds of customers. And what SOAR does for us is let us have a consistent, repeatable process across all of those in real time. Mm-hmm. So instead of having one analyst per customer or one per five, um, I could have one per 10 or one per 20, right? Because now my analysts are more effective and they're focused on maybe real critical threats versus the, hey, we just saw Susanna's account logged in from China. She's she's in Batavia. Let's issue a ticket. Let's reset her password. I can automate all that, mm-hmm. right? Instead of picking up the phone and trying to find you, I can do some of that automation and I can do that in parallel. I can do all of those tasks and not, I don't have to worry at 2 a.m. that, you know, my, uh, my customer, are they awake? Are they asleep? I can automate that while they're doing whatever they're doing. And it just makes us more effective, us more efficient, repeatable processes. Um, so when you look at how well are we following our process, it's going to happen that same way every time. Yeah. And for, for uh, an end customer, that type of efficiency and scalability uh, is is everything to them knowing that Absolutely. they're going to get the best, the right. best coverage in order right. to mitigate risk for their, their organization and their network. Well, and I think the other scalability piece that I, I want to make sure we capture is most smaller MSPs probably can't afford this tooling that we have, mm-hmm. right? It, there's a big investment in what we've done and your end customers wouldn't be able to afford it either. And so we've taken this idea of, orchestration, automation, and response, and we've made it scalable downward. Mm -hmm. So now for that 20 user dentist shop, we could give automation into that environment and give them an added layer of response and and protection and those kind of things with the traditional tools that the MSP may already have deployed there. And that that is another improvement from uh, effectiveness, uh, efficiency, and even the maturity conversation that we talk about a lot. Yeah, that is insightful. Uh, let's now bring in, I mean, we, we don't care about the bad actors, but should this make bad actors feel nervous that there's so much oh. going on in terms of improvements? <clears throat> should that stop them in their tracks? No, I don't <laughs> I don't think it does, Susanna. And frankly, there's, there's a lot of, we've had conversations on our podcast about the why the bad actors do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're better funded than our customers are. They have better tools, they have more incentive. Um, and so they're going to keep coming and, and effectively what we've done is help reduce the arms race by automation, right? Cause at the end of the day, instead of building a better mousetrap, I've just built a better way to catch mouse, catch mice. Mm -hmm. Maybe that maybe that's not exactly what I meant. But with automation, instead of you know building a better mouse trap, I'm I'm building a better tool to 
automate all of those mousetraps kind of approach. Got it. Because the bad guys are automating too, right? They continue to automate. Um, I don't know if they're about uh, six, seven years ago. Um, if, if you saw what IBM was doing with their auto, their AI, right? They had, um, what did they call that, Susanna? Do you remember? IBM know. Watson. It was Watson, right? So they were building Watson and they were applying it to security and they were going to start to build automation and responses and you'd let AI kind of manage it. If, if you remember back to that movie where you had the computer in the, in, in Europe was attacking the computer in America, mm -hmm. I forget what it was called, but I, I said, look, we're going to see this same approach in cyber. The bad guys are going to have AI and machine learning and they're going to point it at our AI machine learning. And so we're going to see this arms race of bad guys improving their ability, their technology, their skills, attacking our guys who then, you know, evolve and then they are better at defending. Automation helps that, helps that auto, uh, the defense of those environments. It's, it's part of the arms race, if you will. Yeah. Any last comments, David, before we wrap up? Um, you know, SOAR, SOAR is just an evolution for us. It is a way to be better at what we do on behalf of our partners and end customers. And so we, we're excited about the opportunity. Um, you know, next week we're going to be at a show. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, but we, we are always thinking about how can we be better? How can we serve our customers better? And better means, in this case, SOAR, right? Or orchestration, automation, all of those things. Um, my other comment is more back to where we started. Um, 28 episodes. We really appreciate the followers we've got. Um, you know, I had a couple people in the last few weeks say they like what we've done. What, what my hope is, guys, is if you like what we're doing, share this with folks who are thinking about cyber. Mm -hmm. Because I think if you talk to Suzanne and I independently, part of our goal for this, this podcast is getting more people in this industry. Yeah. And so if we can make it simple, right, hence the name, they'll be less intimidated by the breadth and the scope of cybersecurity. So we truly appreciate any of you who take your time to listen to what we have to say. Um, I know I value it. I know Susanna does as well. So thank you very much for, for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, David, for your insight today. I kind of like this, uh, <laughs> this new way of doing it. I usually type out my intros. This was just, we winged it and it was, we winged it. And it was, don't, it was awesome. Don't ding so. us too badly for being uh, spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> we also we also want to hear uh, feedback. So if you have a topic or a guest that you would like us to interview or address, please reach out. Uh, some of you have already reached out either by LinkedIn or via email. But if you want to get your ideas across to David or myself, email us, contact us at podcast at highwirenetworks.com. And please like our uh our podcast so wherever you're at wherever you're listening We're, yeah, yeah absolutely all right and be sure to join us for our next episode i promise you <laughs> we skipped it for episode 28 but the next one it will be around keeping medical networks healthy with good cyber hygiene exactly and, until next time i'm Susanna song 
I'm Dave Barton. And you're listening and watching Cybersecurity Simplified. From all of us here at Overwatch by Highwire Networks, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Cybersecurity Simplified podcast. To learn more, visit us at highwirenetworks.com slash podcast.